It's like we've been doing this session for a long time. <laughs> and we have. We've been doing this session for a long, 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 long time. And we've been doing practice period for a long, 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 long time. So practice period and session are something that uh, Shakyamuni Buddha did. So Shakyamuni Buddha would sit down in the summer, the summer ango, peaceful abiding, the summer practice period, and people would join that effort and then go on their separate ways. And then the following summer, they would come back and do it again and go their separate ways and come back and do it again. So many times, so many summer ango, so many summer peaceful abiding, so many summer practice periods forever. And uh, Dogen Zenji says, you do the summer practice period so often that gradually summer is practice period, which I find very comforting. So after a while, it just bounces back. And he says that it's not that it's some particular length of time. It's not like 90 days. Even if you do more, it still bounces back to 90 days. Even if you do fewer days than 90, it bounces back to 90 days. It's just in alignment with this um, gift that's been given to us, the summer practice period, and we're now doing it. And we've been doing it for a long time. And in a way, summer practice period or session is supportive it's defined in some some people say it's a support for practice it supports our practice and the sangha supports our practice getting together like this supports practice supports each other supports practice true and it's not the intention of practice period or session to support us there is this thing called session and this thing called ango with our wonderful Shuso, who's been leading us so incredibly well. There is this thing called practice period, there's this thing called session. It doesn't have the intention to support us. And yet there is this boundless, ineffable support coming from this. So that's kind of mysterious. Where does the support come from? What is support? And pondering this, which I invite you to do, Ponder what it means to be supported. Is it the same as feeling supported? How is it that we are supported? How is it that we recognize support? Do we need to recognize support? So part of what we've been um, exploring in this practice period is this subtle and vast teaching of karma, which is fundamental to the Buddha. Buddha's teaching. It's the nature of reality. The working of karma is the nature of reality. And the teachings about karma are that it's impacted by every little thing we do. We are karma. Everything we do expresses karma. Everything we do has an impact. Every thought, every action has an impact. And our whole lives are supported by this giant body, this vast body of reality. So to stretch it a little bit into the nature of reality, we are entirely supported all the time. 
We are 100% supported all the time. And the, um, so think about what it is. How, have you ever had the experience of thinking you weren't supported and then you realize that you were? Something was happening in the background, you realize you were? You thought that it was a, not a supportive situation or not a supportive event. And then you found out, oh, actually it was. There was real support that even I recognize. And of course, there's all sorts of support that you don't recognize. It's so mysterious. And further you go into the Buddha's understanding, of course, you're all already there. So I pull you back and ask you to pretend that you're just going into there for the first time. Um, Gradually, it's important to begin to accept that everything is a support. The worst challenges are our support to our growth and our ultimate uh, liberation. This is the Buddha way. And this chant that we just did, inviting all of the uh, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas to come and practice that way with us, is uh, the nature of reality also. And it's the Dogen Zenji view, it's the Buddha view, it's the view that all of these beings are around us supporting us but it doesn't even have to be that it's the it's the air and the ground and the trees and the aren't we like 90 percent amoeba or something aren't we like 90 percent not us is us and cooperating somehow to keep us walking down the street with all these um, it's not amoeba what is it bacteria we're 90 percent bacteria no scientists in the room. Also lettuce. Lettuce? We're 90% well, we lettuce? Well, share, we share 90% DNA with, with uh, lettuce. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> By the end of this session, we'll be 90% lettuce probably. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a mystery and a puzzle and something to not be rushed but good to hear now and then. We are entirely supported. So doing this practice period is, all of you are doing the practice period. All of you are doing it. Everybody everywhere is doing it. This is the, this is the teaching. And there's this famous story that some of you have heard in Dogen's writing about practice period. He says, they were about to close the practice period. And they were going to hit the block, like Royce hit it to start the practice period. We take the small block and hit the big block. And that is a sharp announcement. That sharp announcement is used at all major ceremonies. Do you remember during the mountain seat ceremony, Hoitsu Suzuki Roshi hit that to mark the transition from one reality to another. So it's a big marker. And at the beginning of this practice period, and also when we invited the Shuso, there was that sharp to mark a transition. So at the end of the practice period that Dogen Zenji writes about, just before Mahakashapa, great Bodhisattva, in the presence of the Buddha, was going to hit the block. Mahakashapa is famous. He was a real historical Bodhisattva, um, most noteworthy of those who really uphold the rules, really good at the Vinaya and rule upholding, Mahakashapa, very good. And the stories about him are very impressive. But in this story, 
he is getting ready to strike the mallet. And just at that moment, just before he struck it, Manjushri appears in the room. So it's as if we were in that room. Royce is getting ready to strike the mallet, and boom, Manjushri appears. And Manjushri, of course, is special. He's golden. He's usually portrayed as somebody who's about 16. So he's got that kind of bratty style. <laughs> he appears in the room. And Mahakashapa said to Manjushri, where have you been, Manjushri? This is the practice period. And Manjushri, Manjushri said, I've been practicing in three places. I've been practicing in uh, a gambling den and a rich person's house and a house of prostitution. That's where I've spent my practice period. And Mahakashapa calls all the monks together, circle around, because now he's going to hit the, the mallet to expel Manjushri for doing his practice period like that. And just as he's about to strike the mallet, Buddha looks up and points out that in countless realms, there are countless gatherings and countless Mahakashapas standing there about ready to expel Manjushri. And Buddha says, which Manjushri are you going to expel? And so Mahakashapa uh, is stopped in his tracks and the story ends. And the, uh, the power of the story for me is that even in ancient times, in Dogen's time, and of course in ancient times too, practice period is done all over the place. It's not some, even to Mahakashapa's eye, how you support the practice period isn't by sitting necessarily, it isn't by not sitting here, but it isn't only by sitting here and following all the rules and doing everything and being completely present at every period of zazen, visible, visible support of the practice period. It's also all these other invisible appearances that we make, all the jobs that we go to, all the visits that we pay, everything that we do is part of the summer practice period. That's the the point and the power of this statement. So Dogen Zenji, of course, had a very strict schedule and used that the support of the schedule to support people, but he also saw through it that the practice period expands to go with you wherever you are, and then you are doing the practice period and supporting everybody else in, visi in visible and invisible ways. So this is karma. It's visible and it's also mostly invisible. Ooh, that's like dark matter, isn't it? There's this visible universe and then there's this mostly invisible support that's happening for us. And now at the end of the um, session, we're going to have the um, Shuso ceremony and we will ask our Shuso questions. And this case is what our Shuso has chosen to focus on. So it's going to take a while to get to you guys. I'd like us to read it out loud together and then talk about it a little bit. No, 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 this is not the case I chose. 
What, oh, I thought it was. No, it was uh, Gracian's active consciousness. Oh, well, let's read this one anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. Can you say no, no, no again? <laughs> <laughs> and strike the mallet. <laughs> Which, which case are you going to expel from the room? <laughs> I forgot. I wrote down this one. You sure? <laughs> okay, we'll do this one. And then we'll recite that one tomorrow, okay? Okay. But this will set us up quite well. Okay. Okay. Case 32, not the case selected by my team. <laughs> Let's read. The case. Yamashan asked the monk, where are you from? The monk said, from Yu province. Yamashan said, do you think of that place? The monk said, I always think of it. Yamashan said, the thinker is the mind and the thought of is the environment. Therein are mountains, rivers, and the great earth, buildings, towers, halls, and chambers, people, animals, and so forth. Reverse your thought to think of the thinking mind. Are there so many things there? The monk said, when I get here, I don't see any existence at all. Yangshan said, this is right for the stage of faith but not yet right for the stage of person. The monk said, don't you have any other particular way of guidance? Yangshan said, to say that I have anything particular or not would not be accurate. Based on your insight, you only get one mystery. You can take the seat and wear the robe. After this, see on your own. So let's pause there. That's the case. So it's a nice case, isn't it? Yeah. You all agree? It's a nice case. Thank you. So this is the great monk Yangshan. And the fact that the monk in the case doesn't have a name, isn't named, means that he didn't really... Uh, become famous. So it wasn't really a, a noteworthy response. It's a good response and it's got some practice in there, but it isn't the kind where he gets his name recorded for posterity. But this is one that, you know, Hung who collected all of the Book of Serenity, um, selected for us to work with. And it's, it's quite beautiful. Let's do it so that, um, let's see, who wants to be Yangshan? Do you want to, Maite, would you like to be Yangshan or the monk? I can be Yangshan. Okay. Who wants to be the monk? Infamous, rich, okay. Where are you from? From your province. Do you think of that place? I always think of it. The thinker is the mind and the thought is the environment. The thought of. And thought of is the environment. The thinker is the thought. The thinker is the mind, and the thought of is the environment. Therein are mountains, rivers, and the great earth, buildings, towers, halls, and chambers, people, animals, and so forth. Reverse your thought to think of the thinking mind. Are there so many things there? When I get here, 
I don't see any existence at all. This is right for the stage of faith, but not yet right for the stage of person. Don't you have any other particular way of guidance? To say that I have anything particular or not would not be accurate. Based on your insight, you only get one mystery. You can take the seat and wear the robe. After this, see on your own. Nice, isn't it? So which part of it do you think was really noteworthy for the monk? So the first little exchange, where are you from? That was a very um, frequent question of Yangshan's. So people would walk into the hall, like they would come here, and he would kind of set a trap. Where are you from? And people could give a very um, an answer from the ultimate, but there's no way to know if this the answer is from the ultimate or from ordinary consciousness. So not a bad answer. The answer is from your province. Right. But then our Yangshan tests about how his mind works. Do you think of that place? And then this is a, a confession, but it also could be a real wise answer. Mm-hmm. I always think of it. Yeah. It's it's describing our mind. We're always thinking. And then Yangshan has a teaching. The thinker is the mind. And the thought of is the environment. So that's a that's a thing. That's where we kind of separate ourselves from the situation. There is an environment, and how we relate to that environment is what we practice with. And setting it into little discrete, you know, self-existent things is where we we start to get into trouble. It's what we do. Yeah. So go ahead, Yangshan. Therein are mountains, rivers, and the great earth, buildings, towers, halls, and chambers, people, animals, and so forth. <coughs> Reverse your t- thought to think of the thinking mind. Are there so many things there? Okay, so he took this instruction. Reverse your thought. To think of the thinking mind. And that's, many people quote this, right? This is taking the backward step. This is thinking, not thinking. This is this is a major uh, practice for all of us. And in one commentary on this case, it says that eight years elapsed between the next sentence. <laughs> so eight years later, the monk comes back. The monk comes back. When I get here, I don't see any existence at all. So what does that mean? What do you think he's describing there? Anybody? Everything is one. Oneness. Oneness, yeah. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Good. Very good. (laughs) Agreed? He's not seeing. He's saying, I'm absorbed in, in oneness, in samadhi. Yeah. Okay. But... Yangshan. This is right for the stage of faith, but not yet right for the stage of person. So what does that mean, Shu So? Well, um, if when he gets here, I don't see any existence at all, if that <coughs> means that <clears throat> um, it's like he is not there anymore, but instead he sees um, things, everything, but not himself, then then 
that's like the stage of faith and not yet a stage of person because maybe there's another stage where then he becomes a person who sees things. Okay, thank you. And now, um, then the monk says, Don't you have any other particular way of guidance? So he's still asking. So they've had this dialogue and Yangshan has not quite, um, has told him there's more to do besides just this dissolution. And so the monk goes good. He wants to know, he, she wants to know. To say that I have anything particular or not would not be accurate. Based on your insight, you get only one mystery. You can take the seat and wear the robe. After this, see on your own. So see on your own. I think that, that to us, it, it sounds a little bit like, well, you're on your own now, but that's not it. It's that still there's this effort that is required. It's not you're all alone in this, though. right? So after this, see on your own. He's oh. not accepting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, do, do I respond for the second no, verse? That's it. Okay. But so this case is collected by one great poet, master, Hung Jir, and then he wrote a verse. Shall we read that? This is his comment on that story. All embracing with no outside, penetrating with no obstruction, gates and walls like cliffs, doors and locks redoubled. When the wine is always sweet, it lays out the guests. Though the meal is filling, it ruins the farmers. Bursting out of the clear sky, the Garuda takes wing on wing. Treading over the blue sea, thunder follows the roaming dragon. So this is high praise from Hong Jir for both of them, actually, but mostly for Yang Chang. How about that first line? What do you think that alludes to? All embracing with no outside. Here's, so the subject object are not like the outside. We think of that as object separate from itself. Yeah. All, all in one, one and all. Sorry? All in one, one and all. You think? Okay. That's what I could. Okay. And then penetrating with no obstruction. What is this? Gates and walls like cliffs, doors and locks redoubled. I think it might be something like even a little misstep puts up gates and walls and, and locks. Even a little bit of, you know, thinking... Just a little bit of uh, hesitation. Gates and walls like cliffs, doors and locks redouble. The next line is really, talks about um, Yangshan though. When the wine is always sweet, it lays out the guests. Though the meal is filling, it ruins the farmers. So he's he's talking about, uh, the poet Hongjir is talking about um, how kind Yangshan is being actually and how kind the teachings are. So when the, uh, it's really nice to be kind and, and generous and it lays out the gift. So it makes us sleepy and the meal is filling, it ruins the farmers. But then there's the bursting Garuda and the roaming dragon to close it out. Isn't that nice? 
I love it. And then there's another verse by another poet. Let's read this one. Crossing the summit of the mystic peak, it's not the human world. Outside of mind, there are no things. Filling the eyes are blue mountains. <laughs> this, this refers to a couple of other koans, but basically it's about the heart of our practice. Outside of mind, there are no things. Filling the eyes are blue mountains. So I just wanted to plant a few things in our minds for tonight and tomorrow, especially that reverse your thought to think of the thinking mind. Are there so many things there? That would be fun to plant in there again. And then tomorrow we'll read another case that apparently is the Shuso's real case. <laughs> Thank you for letting me do this one. So take care, everybody. Tomorrow the Shuso will give the Dharma talk and we'll have another great day together. And Reverend Gyozan will be the Tenzo. So have fun cooking. Lots of lettuce. <laughs> and much more fruit, let me tell you. <laughs>